<laughs> Good morning, Laguna Beach. Can you believe this weather? It is 70, came in early this morning, 71 degrees or no, what, 73 degrees. Um, and the high is supposed to be 76 today, but I think it's going to be warmer than that. Uh, high, uh, sunny, high 76 winds south to five to 10 miles per hour. And then uh, 59 tonight, but, uh, they even, the weather's so nice, it is beach weather folks. And, and the, we're halfway to the full moon, <laughs> which means, uh, that uh, you could probably at least see the moon tonight because it'll be probably actually be about three quarter moon tonight. So um, yeah, so if you go to the beach, stay there till the moon comes up, please. <laughs> anyway, this is Craig Rainbow Radio. Good morning, Saturday morning. We're glad you're here. Uh, news and commentary. I do have a new uh, executive director producer, Grand Poobah, <laughs> up in LA, and uh, Mario is seeking out new and dynamic uh, guests. So we're, we're all very hopeful that soon we'll, uh, Craig will have some company here because, you know, he gets a little lonely sometimes. It's um, no one in the studio, just but Craig. But sometimes that's not so bad either. <laughs> anyway, I digress. It's, uh, it's Saturday morning here in Laguna Beach. It's a beautiful day. And the weather is so nice that they towed uh, Catalina Island back. And we can see it clearly from the coast here in Laguna Beach and a Saturday market's a perfect day. I, actually, it's a perfect day to have a picnic at the Montage. This is my go-to uh, when people come from out of town and they say, well, you know, we can't afford some of these highfalutin expensive um, resorts. Okay. So what do you do? Well, <laughs> you go to uh a supermarket, probably not Gelson's because they're a little trendy, but although if you want Gelson's, they got a lot of nice food there too. A little more, a little, a little on the higher end end of things. But anyway, I digress. Uh, so you, you, what you do is you go to the montage and go out on the, it's a, the grassy knoll <laughs> that's out there overlooking the beautiful Pacific ocean. And today it is, it is doing us all proud that we're happy to live here as I read the world news every week and realize just uh, it, it, it takes a moment for me to, to, to remind myself that uh, it is so beautiful here in Laguna Beach and we're so glad we're here. And of all places in the world, I never thought I'd wind up in a beach city in Southern California on a radio station. Go figure. <laughs> I didn't know that was my destiny and I'm very happy about it. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, go to the grocery store, get your bottle of wine, you know, I suggest, if, or your non-alcohol beverage, whatever works for you, and go out. Uh, there's free parking uh, for, uh, uh, and there's metered parking, but it, there's parking, public parking available uh, at the Montage. It's, they, they provide it as part of their um, in being uh, involved in the community, I suppose is a nice way to put it. Um, and you just take your, there's picnic tables out there and you're, and it's just a beautiful setting. And you just tell your friends, Hey, I'm going to be uh, on at the uh, montage around two in the afternoon. If you want to join me, join me and, and show up. <laughs> so I, I got to tell you, uh, maybe I'll tell a story later about going out there. <laughs> um, I was with a friend, uh, and we were having lunch and there was a homeless person there and uh, 
my friend was eating her sandwich and I guess she wasn't terribly hungry. So she decided she would offer it to the homeless person, the other half of her sandwich and was very sweet about it. And he, he hung with it for a little while. And then he came back and said, sorry, I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat meat. <laughs> she says, okay. It's just, I don't know. Could have eaten the bread and said, thank you. I don't know. Fed the pigeons, I guess, or the seagulls. Anyway, I digress. It's a beautiful day. Go to or go to Saturday Market, which is a great place to stock up for food to go to the beach. And uh, so there we have it. That's the weather report. It's a beautiful day, Laguna Beach. All you people um, in other, I don't know where this warm weather came, but it was 80, was 88, I believe, yesterday in San Juan Capistrano. Got really warm. And it's going to be a nice, beautiful beach day today. So, again, we are blessed. Thank you very much. So let's just move right along here to On This Day in History. Where is my On This Day in History? I think I buried it. I, I, I looked that up this morning, and there was some more news on the Internet that I had to print out. And, um, yeah. So uh, November. Yeah, this is November. Is this... Uh, yeah. November 13th. Why do I have November 19th on the first one? November 13th. On this day in history, this is um, where I uh, try to offer a few commentaries because I think it's also good for uh, Rainbow Radio to reflect on the, on the path of the LGBT community and um, all those good things here. So we'll start with on November 13th. On November 13, 1979, San Francisco swears in the first openly gay police officers. Within a year, one out of every seven new recruits is LGBT. Good on you, San Francisco. <laughs> After all, what it had such a, a history there with a lot of angst and, and Harvey Milk and oh, some other people. Anyway, in 1984, in the United Kingdom, Manchester gay rights advocate and political politician Margaret Roth becomes the country's first openly lesbian or gay mayor. Well, go figure there. In 1984, although Laguna Beach beat that record, we had um, a gay mayor prior to 1984. Imagine that here in Laguna Beach. We try to beat everyone's record as much as we can. In 2001, in the United States, uh, the City Council of Fort Wayne, Indiana, passes an ordinance which adds sexual orientation to its municipal anti-discrimination law. How about that? 2001. Hmm. Okay, in 2008, the No Hate Eight campaign begins. That was um, where people would do a, I guess, a decal on their face or a stencil on their face and said, no hate. And it was H, it was N-O-H-8. So no hate. And it was the a counter step to Proposition 8. And if you were, <laughs> oh, I guess there's a lot of people probably remember Prop 8, but because it, it wasn't all that terribly long ago, it was in the early 2000s. Um, but it was uh, the the state of California, or the uh, the state approved. There were there were they were doing gay marriages in the the in the state. Someone petitioned the state to put a ballot measure 
or that it was against the law to marry uh, mixed uh, sex couples. Only had to be a male and a female. And uh, so that was Prop 8, and it passed. And it was active for a couple of years, and then it got repealed because it was deemed unconstitutional, even though it was voted in by a ballot measure. A ballot measure cannot uh, supersede the authority of our Constitution, thankfully. And so uh, No Hate was a response to that because uh, they felt that Prop 8 was very hateful, and I, I tend to agree with that. Moving on to November 14th in uh, recent history, in 19, well, not recent, 1942, <laughs> the German SS uniforms, concentration camp command commandments, that they are free to sterilize any of the prisoners under their control. The directive, directive gives official approval to the practice already instituted in some camps of castrating males suspected of sexual attraction to other men. Whoa, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, actually, I did. I read it, but it was... Um, okay, and then moving on to 19... Uh, I can't read... Oh, 69. My printer didn't... Well, my Gay Liberation Front uh, launches the premier issue of the newspaper Come Out, a newspaper by and for the gay community. Well, I don't remember that one. And, you know, I'm all-knowing, all-seeing... Yeah, right. <laughs> and moving on, on this day in history on November 15th, uh, in 1936, boy, that's a while ago. Excuse me, 1636, that's a long while ago. The Plymouth Colony, present-day Massachusetts, we know, we love, issued the first complete legal code in the colonies. Sodomy, rapes, buggery constitute one of eight categories of crimes punishable by death. Mm, I suppose stealing a horse was one, too. The art, in 1952, Articles of Incorporation for One, Inc. are signed in Washington in 19... And I wish my ink was running out. 61. Washington, D.C. chapter of the Mattachine Society is formed. Activist Frank Kemeny is elected president. In 1987, Randy Schultz, um, seminal work on the early years of the AIDS crisis, and the band Played On debuts at number 12 on the New York Times bestseller list. In 1989, Massachusetts becomes the second state in the U.S. to pass a statewide gay rights law. See, Massachusetts, that's where Kennedy, Ted Kennedy was from, Senator Kennedy. It has a pretty liberal history. In 2005, Andre Bolsiclair is chosen leader of the Parti Obequois. That's what it says, becoming the first openly gay man, a leader of a major political party in North America. In 2011, the Oklahoma City Council votes to ban discrimination based on sexual orientation and in city employment in Oklahoma. How about that? Oklahoma was noted for being terribly liberal, but apparently they do have some history. Moving on to November 16th, Randy Wicker in 1964 is a guest on the Les Crane Show, become the first openly gay person to appear on national television, 1964. Oh my God, that must have been controversial. Following the show, Wicker was 
barraged by hundreds of letters from isolated lesbians and gay men across the country. Well, yeah, they're all in Des Moines, Iowa, wondering if they're the only one, only <clears throat> the only gay in the village. I'm the only gay. Yeah, right. <laughs> the one only visible one in 1979, Martin, Martin Sherman's rent about the Nazi uh, persecution of homosexuals bent, excuse me, <laughs> big difference there. Starring Richard Gere and David uh, Dukes begins previewing on Broadway. In 1989, Germany's first public office devoted to lesbian and gay concerns is established in Berlin called the Referat für Gleichen Scheidelich Lesbien And I'm not going to repeat that. Center for Homosexual Lifestyles is what it means. The state level office works to uh, affirm administration and positive uh, protections for gay and lesbians. How about that? 1989. Hmm. <laughs> in Germany. Moving on to November uh, 17th on this day in history, 1985, New York City, more than, uh, more than 700 people concerned about the negative publicity surrounding AIDS, bathhouses, and gay promiscuity, a town meeting that leads to the founding of the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. And uh, November 18th, on this day in history, in 1974, the New York, the New Yorker published its first gay-themed Mirror Heroism by Alan Gergans, 74. So the New Yorker's pretty progressive in 74. In 2003, the Massachusetts Supreme, there they are, the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court uh, rules it violates the state constitution to bar same-sex marriage, 2003. So we've come a long way, baby, as they say in that um, Virginia Slims commercial. Boy, am I dating myself. There was a cigarette when, back in the days when they used to advertise cigarettes on TV. And they decided to come up with a women's liver cigarette, and it was called the Virginia Slims. And um, so it was, a, it was a skinny cigarette. You got more paper than you did tobacco, I think. But anyway, it was a kind of a women's liver. And their, their advertising motto was, you've come a long way, baby, which is in one word complimenting, but to call women baby, is, I don't know. It's a mixed message on some level. Uh, so on November 19th, on the last day on my, on this day in history, two men are killed and six wounded when former transit cop Ronald Crumpley opens fire with a submachine gun at a New York city gay bar, the Ramrod. He is later found not guilty by reason of insanity. That's 1980. It's like Dan White was not guilty for killing the mayor and a city councilman because he was in a diminished capacity with, uh, his sugar blood sugar level. He had, that was, they called it the Twinkie defense. Okay, moving on, November 19th, the 1982 California judge tosses Marilyn Barnett's so-called palimony suit against tennis star Billie Jean King out of court. I think it'd probably be a different outcome. Now, in 2009, the New York State Court of Appeals rules that state officials have the authority to recognize out-of-state same-sex marriages, although the court declines to rule on whether same-sex couples may 
legally marry in the state. That is in New York in 2009. And since that time, federal government and the U.S. and the U.S. Constitution has determined that gays can get married. So we're very grateful for that. About that. <laughs> so that is all the news. That is the news. We're going to take a short music break, and I'll be back. And I'm going to, I'm going to honor. You know, I can't help it. I had to sing a little bit there. I have to say, I, I'm the only person I know when I go out to dinner and after my first glass of wine, which is usually the limit, I want to, I, I, I turn around and go, where's the karaoke bar? I'm ready to sing. So dinner and a nice, a nice meal and a little wine provokes this attribute in me. So be, be forewarned <laughs> if I'm ever in, involved in a dinner with, with anyone, I, there's a, there's a possibility I might just stand up, start singing, you know, but. Life is short. You got to go for the gusto, right? <laughs> and that's all good. So I, I have another, the next song up is Little Nass and it's a hometown road, which was a hit about nine months ago or maybe a year ago, big time, big time hit. And I was reminded of it the other evening in a conversation. And I want to, I want to mention because um, I, he has um, become I remember when it happened that I thought it was going to be um, flash in the pan, you know, and I don't know if you know the history behind it, but it came out uh, very strong on the country Western charts. Now he's a black gay man in Texas. And uh, at the time he's living literally in his parents' closet and somewhat in the closet metaphorically. And so he, he works really hard and he gets this song together uh, gets it produced, which is, a, if you've never done a song audio track, it's quite a process. Um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of production involved in getting it just right. And I suppose it's kind of like writing a book in some ways. You, you want to move a paragraph here, a sentence there, you want to upbeat this or downbeat that, whatever. So he got it out and it became a hit and it, it went right to the top or near the top of the country charts on the Billboard Hot 100. And much to the ch chagrin of a lot of country Western fans, they felt that a black gay person from Texas was not a country Western singer. I mean, is there, is there, are there rules? Is, did someone send a memo out that I didn't get or Little Nass didn't get? Anyway, uh, they protested. And so, um, because it was such a crossover. So Billboard was in the process of deflating its status on their charts when uh, a country Western singer, uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus's dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, if you've heard of Miley Cyrus, you may not have heard his dad. And he had a hit called Icky Breaky Heart, and he's a big country Western singer. So he said, hey, little Nance, this is Billy Cyrus. Of course, I'm paraphrasing this. Uh, Let's get that back on the country charts. <laughs> so let's collaborate. So they did. And there was no denying that it was country by then. And so it went back. And his hit just went on and on and on. And and the story I want to share today is that I honestly felt, oh, that was almost like a publicity stunt. And and he is, uh, he'll be a flash in the pan. It was kind of cool at the time. But no, uh, Cooley was wrong, very wrong. He... He has demonstrated that he is a very thoughtful, caring individual, an intelligent, level-headed individual, 
and has promoted so many LGBTQ uh, friendly issues and, and is a strong advocate about suicide and suicide prevention and a strong, strong advocate about being oneself. But beyond that, he's also a very excellent artist. And he had another song out this last week called Industry. And uh, actually, it's about the uh, criminal justice system. And it's a very provocative video. Ooh, yeah, if you see that on YouTube. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, even YouTube had to blur a few things. But anyway, <laughs> he has pro proven, or as the British would say, he's proven that he is substantial. <laughs> and uh, he's... He's kind of like a Madonna in some ways, as far as media and and, and uh, promoting, uh, showing up here, showing up there, and uh, so I hats off to Little Nass and the and hats off to its success because it was genuine and it is still still going on. So I appreciate that. So without any further ado, oh, and that was Little Nass. I have a new listener I want to, speaking of shouting out, I want to uh, uh, extend a shout out to a newfound friend, Alex Hanad in Chicago, the Windy City. So, uh, Alex, I hope you're listening this morning, and thanks for being a, a KXFM 104.7 listener. We dearly appreciate it. Uh, this next song, uh, I think it's called Without You. <laughs> so... That is me without you. And here is my dedication to Alex. Good morning, Alex. And now the news is fit to be the news here on KXFM 104.7. It's Craig with news around the globe on the LGBTQ issues that we all know and care so much about. That was my new... <laughs> radio news introduction how about that i i'm trying to become more technically advanced uh, uh, it's a challenge here the creative people tend to be less technical and um, trying to be both is sometimes a major brain drain but i digress <laughs> so uh, on this day uh it's not on this day in history that was done earlier craig yeah okay uh, anyway um let's get the not so nice news out of the way first um so in the United States, this is world news, which I love to give every week. And if you're new to KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio each Saturday morning, 9 a.m. to 10. And also, I should mention, we have a website for Rainbow Radio. It's rainbow-radio.com. And you can go there and leave messages, make suggestions for programming, and make suggestions for guests on uh, Rainbow Radio. Uh, I do have a new... Um, person that's helping uh acquire talent for interviews i guess i could call it that and uh so he'll be on the case if you make a, su a suggestion for uh talent for an interview for a guest whether it's anyone from madonna to share to i don't know <laughs> the laguna greeter i don't know uh as part of the program just leave a message there and we'll make sure that mario gets it and he'll get be on task so that's that's news in itself. All right. So let's get the uh, the unfriendly, uh, the less nice news out of the way first. Uh, it was the deadliest year on record for transgender non-binary people. I'm not surprised. We've heard so much about that lately in the news. In, in the United States, this year proved to be the deadliest record for transgender and non-binary people. 
with at least 45 recorded deaths in 2021. We can only imagine how many uh, that were not attributed to transgender or non-binary and how many that were um, hateful crimes but not reported. The human rights campaign, HRC, which has at least 45 transgender non-conforming people, have been, uh, says, says that 45 people have been killed this year, but used the term at least. As many as um, as many of these types of incidents go unreported or misreported. Previously, the highest number of deaths among transgender or gender nonconforming people that the HRT tracked was in 2020, when at least 44 people were killed. Each of these 45 names represents a whole person and a rich life torn from us by senseless violence, driven by bigotry and transphobia and stoked by people who hate or fear transgender people and the richness of their experience, said Joni Madison of HRC in a, in a statement. Most recently, uh, Marquisha Lawrence, a 28-year-old black transgender, was fatally shot in Greenville, South Carolina on November 4th, according to the Greenville County coroner. Lawrence was found dead in her home after an altercation with one or more individuals. The Greenville County coroner's office and the sheriff's office are continuing to investigate moving on after that lovely note be nice to trend people be nice please be nice now we're moving on to the ongoing saga in ghana the saga in ghana and uh as you may or may not know the president of ghana and ghana is a country on the West African coast, about midway down the continent of Africa. I think its population is about 8 million. And um, it's a, a seaport, actually, as well. But it's on the coast. Uh, supporters and opponents face off over Ghana's anti-LGBTQ law. So the president, and let's just read it. Supporters and opponents of Ghana's new Anti-LGBTQ bill faced off in Parliament on Wednesday in the first public hearings to the proposed legislation that would make crime it a crime to be gay, bisexual, or transgender. Akoto Ampa, a lawyer representing a coalition against the law, was met with uh, occasional jeers as he told the session the family values bill would be totalitarianism and unconstitutional. So they label the bill family values because it's, it's um, condemning LGBTQ as non-family and therefore that's their value. Their value is hate. It's, it's in my book, but that's just me. On the other end of the argument, Abraham Karugo, who Ragu, a representative of Guyana's Pentecostal Council told the tense gathering of lawmakers and the media bill uh, reflected the will of the Guyanans. There have been no national opinion polls on the bill, which is has been condemned by the United Nations rights experts. But supporters of, say, the legislation has a broad backing in largely Christian Western African country. Gay sex is already punishable by up to three years in prison in Ghana, though no one has been prosecuted in years, the bill would go further, lightening jail terms and forcing some to undergo conversion therapy practices intended to change a person's sexual orientation. You know, I I understand that the, I think last week I reported that there was some support for conversion therapy that 
and and I think the person that was supporting it, I forget what the details of the article, but it was apparent to me that there's a misunderstanding that that your orientation is something that that's a decision. First of all, it's not a decision. It's something that comes naturally and, and is, uh, you know, like Lady Gaga says, born this way. Um, so, I, but what they need to, if they read the science and understand the professional appraisals of, of ther- conversion therapy, they realize that it, it's a hoax. Uh, it's a method to get money essentially for people with good intentions, but that causes uh, damaging uh, results. And that's my opinion. I'll just stand with that hard and fast. Um, I just believe that. Okay. Um, Guiana's, and here's more on Guiana. Ghana's, Ghana's uh, and that's G-H-A-N-A. It's not like Guiana or several countries. Well, there's two other countries sound very similar. Anti-LGBT bill leads to surge in anti-LGBTQ violence. No surprise there. Uh, Rightify Guyana, uh, Ghana, not Guyana, Ghana, Empower for Better is uh, the organization that's trying to change things. The anti-LGBTQI bill in the parliament of Ghana is feeling hate and emboldens homophobic individuals and groups to harm LGBTQ persons. The worrying part is that the perpetrators mostly go unpunished. We fear their actions may result in death soon if the police don't act now, says the LGBTQ advocacy group Rightly Rightify Ghana. While there used to be three or four cases a week, the cases have more than doubled since the far-reaching anti-LGBTQ bill was sent to Parliament. Now we are two to three human rights violations against LGBTQ persons per day. Unfortunately, the victims are sent to the police afterwards, rightly Ghana, rightify Guyana stated on Twitter. So that's an ongoing, we'll have to keep you informed on what that, now here's some good news, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica dinner for me? No, <laughs> sorry, I just, had, I just had to do that. Jamaica health minister publicly expresses support for LGBTQ community. Oh, good on him. Jamaican Health uh, and Wellness Minister Christopher Tufton, Tufton last week said people who access his country's mental health care system should not experience discrimination based on their sexual orientation and gender identity. Mental health services have been experiencing a number of reviews. For the LGBT community, clearly, I do not know what the specific concerns are, but I would say as a blank statement that we promote the concept of non-discrimination in terms of access and any service that we offer to the population will include segments, all segments of the population, Tufton said on November 3rd, stating a forum, uh, uh, the Jamaican Gleaner, a Jamaican newspaper organized. Um, so he spoke at a forum, the health minister publicly expressed support to include LGBT community instead of, I guess they were automatically excluded. And so he made sure that it, uh, <laughs> so now this is, um, this, we're working on trying to get a, a guest on this next article. It says out in the world, rainbow railroad says resettlement has started for some LGBTQ Afghans. So this is an ongoing thing, and uh, since it's called Rainbow Railroad, we thought, well, there's a natural blend. It's Rainbow Radio. We need to talk about this. Rainbow Railroad announced that the first group of LGD, 
LGBTQ Afghan refugees arrived in the United Kingdom just before Halloween. You know, those people in from the UK, they're, they're trying to right the, the wrongs that they've done with, you know, colonialism and forcing uh, strict moral values <clears throat> that gays and homosexuals were uh, of an abomination for all those decades and centuries. Now they're trying to make good. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> Did I say my friend from visiting from the UK is really um, Welsh? <laughs> so she's exempt. Um, but I digress. Let's see. Rainbow Red Sea. They are safe, but hundreds more remain unsafe in Afghan, Afghanistan and safe houses in neighboring countries, the organization said. But security breaches threaten operation. The first group of about 29 LGBTQ Afghans arrived in the United Kingdom on October 29th. The queer Afghans were evacuated by the UK government and the Toronto-based Rainbow Railroad and UK-based Stonewall. This is the, the beginning of our efforts to help hundreds of LGBTQI plus individuals. We are supporting the Afghanistan relocate to safety. Rainbow Railroad, Railroad Executive Kamali Powell stated in a release issued by the UK government, we look forward to continuing to work with the UK government and other governments ready to follow their lead to help Afghans at risk. <clears throat> Liz Truss of the UK Foreign Secretary's Office and Minister for Women and Equality stated that the country will continue to help at-risk Afghans leave the country. I wonder if we're doing anything on that. You know, if the British are doing it... My, Britain is a fierce companion of freedom. Yeah, they should be, <laughs> after all, what they've done. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm evil. And the right of all people to be themselves and love who they want, free of prosecution, or as they would say in the UK, persecution. <laughs> well, persa prosa. Okay, I, that's, I'm, I'm not right there. Uh, but, okay, Trust stated in an October uh, 30 UK government news uh, releases announcing the successful operation. Other countries have accepted LGBTQ refugees, Powell said, but those nations are not making their support public. Maybe we are accepting, but we're not making it public. Well, why not? A second smaller group of five LGBTQ Afghans arrived uh, in the UK on November 5th. Stonewall confirmed with the Bay Area reporter. Two of the gay Afghan refugees who arrived in the UK at the end of October among those on Afghan's Afghan American journalist and human rights advocate Namat Sadat's list. Now uh, 557 LGBTQ Afghans he has been working to evacuate and resettle into the LGBTQ-friendly country. Sadat confirmed that another gay Afghan refugee from his list is in the UK as of November 5th. So again, this is an ongoing, after all, they're still hanging uh, gays in Iran. I shouldn't say that, but it's, it's true. But I digress. Let's get on some more interesting, uh, this is in back to the United States. It's about LGBTQ American Indians report high levels of depression and abuse, the study finds. Oh, Craig, you got to get some more 
uplifting news. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender American Indian and Alaska Natives adults have higher levels of mental issues, health issues, physical abuse, and economic instability than their non-LGBTQ peers, according to a new report. The study released last month by the Williams Institute at the UCLA School of Law in advance of Native American Heritage Month in November found 42% of of, uh, have been diagnosed with depression compared to less than a quarter of non-LGBTQ Native people and just 6% of the the general population. Adults, particularly women, are also more likely to engage in high-risk health behaviors, including heavy drinking and according to the findings. That is tragic. Still going on with our American, well, let's say the Native Americans, (laughs) long before the white Americans or the um, European Americans, I should say. Okay. This is um, more on the positive end of things. LGBTQ organizations launch a plan to combat sexual abuse. Uh, This is in Israel. So see what kind of progress they're making in Israel. After a series of sexual assaults and misconduct allegations against a gay TV personality, Gal Ekovsky, and activist Itai Pankas Arad, the uh, Association for LGBTQ Plus Equality in Israel and, and and additional organizations in the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community have launched a plan to combat sexual abuse in that country. Congratulations. The plan, which will uh, continue for about six months, aims to help, why don't you make it for longer than that, (laughs) to help create safer spaces by promoting certain behavior and language with zero tolerance for abuse, harassment, or exploitation. The first stage of the plan will launch a campaign to encourage victims of sexual abuse and harassment in the LGBT community to report incidents to centers for victims and hotlines from uh, the organization. The organization will ask also back a uh, physio-social network uh, to offer personal and group therapy. So you see, in spite of all of the less than attractive or good news um there's um or bad news there is some good news on the fringe of things and that's all good we're gonna take a short music break and i'll be right back on the other side of it and then we're gonna have to wrap it up because we're getting close to the end of my hour holy moly that is um neon cassettes and hold me hold me I have one last news item here, and it's not nice, And but let's just preface it by saying, tell people you care about that you love them and be grateful for being here in the good old U.S. of A., and particularly if you're here in Laguna Beach, because it's a wonderful community. In Iran, a gay couple is sentenced to death for adultery after family demanded their execution. After his father-in-law sought their execution, married man and his male lover were given the death penalty for adultery. The couple who were 20, who are 27 and 33 years old are expected to be hung, even though the man's wife pleaded with authorities to spare their lives. In Iranian law, persons convicted of a crime can be pardoned or sentenced to prison if the victim's family forgives them. Wow. However, because of his son-in-law's adultery, the woman's father intervened and asked that the man, the men be executed. 
The wife of one of the men offers a video uh, proof to the police, but she requests that the death penalty not be applied. So it was recorded. Instead, the courts uphold the father's demand. Adultery is traditionally punished by stoning in Iran, but the legislation in Tehran was altered in 2012 to allow judges to pick the mode of punishment, the punishment being death. Anyway, so with that message, I say go out and tell as many people as you can today that you love them and you're glad to be here in the U.S. of A. (laughs) You're glad to be here on a sunny day in Laguna Beach, California, Fabulous beach weather. No excuses, folks out there. The the COVID restrictions are 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 not what they used to be. There's no excuse to go to the beach and enjoy the open air and the sunshine. And as it burns away all of the bad essence of COVID, even mentally and physically. So so that's my message. And the last song here before a radio <laughs> neighborhood ra- neighboring radio hood, whatever it is. Radio neighboring neighboring is here. So we'll take it out with that's the way of the world. It's a beautiful day. And thank you for tuning in to KXFM 104.7, Laguna Beach's only FM radio, handcrafted radio. This is Craig signing off. See you next week. Hopefully we'll have some guests, maybe from the the Rainbow Coalition of getting people out of Afghanistan. So stay tuned, folks.